0: To the Bonus Action Podcast, the show that explores 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons one rule at a time in short 15 minute episodes. I'm your host, James Intercasso, and I'm here with my favorite RPG muser, all around great guy, really good at science, person, and host <laughs> of the Play on Target podcast, Sam Dillon. Sam, how are you?
1: I am great, James. How are you?
0: I am excellent.
1: Awesome. Well, before we get to tonight's topic, we want to thank our sponsor, Noble Knight Games. Noble Knight is a brick-and-mortar game store with an online presence that specializes in providing out-of-print RPG products. Any edition of any game, if you want it, they'll have it. They also have tons of other tabletop gaming supplies, and they buy old products that you aren't using anymore. By the way, they also have new products, too. Check out Noble Knight Games, where out-of-print is available again. Let's hear a word from them.
0: Hello! Hello, citizens! say, goodness, adventurers, we need a noble knight. Perhaps you can slay the beast of retail and reap the promises of riches. Riches? Yes! Great prices, out-of-print games, the latest releases, and a magic box that converts all of your old loot into cash or new loot. But why? Fantastic! I'll do it! Yes, well... You see, the beast he kidnapped, the mayor, and can only be slain by the most noble of knights. Yes, yes, yes. I said I'll do it. Well, yes, the thing is, I was talking to her. What?
1: Fear not, kind citizen. The noble knight will save the day, rescue the lord in distress, and liberate all that loot Anyway, only possible at noble knight. If you'd like to get your hands on noble knight's loot, head over to thetomeshow.com and click on the link in the show notes for this episode.
0: And don't forget to tell them that the Tome Show sent you. Ha, I got to do something to help out. In this episode, we're discussing rules for using a wizard spellbook. This is part four in our spellcasting series. We'll reference stuff already covered in previous bonus actions, specifically episodes seven, nine, and eleven. Go into the Tome Show archives and check those out if you need a refresher on how spellcasting and preparation works. In this episode, we cover the Wizards spellbook, and you can find the rules for that on pages 30 and 31 of the D&D Players Basic Rules PDF and on page 114 of the Players Handbook. This is all for the people who play the Wizards, but listen even if you're not playing a wizard because you might someday and it might be important and because we love you <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: now wizards keep all the
1: spells that they can cast in a single large tome that they carry around with them when a wizard prepares spells for the day the spells must come from this personal spellbook. so even though the comprehensive wizard spell list in the player's handbook is pretty large every individual wizard has a much smaller selection of spells that he or she may cast. Note that the spells contained in this book are only the ones a wizard has to prepare to cast, so that means there are no cantrips included.
0: So, how the heck do spells actually get into that book? Well, at first first level, Wizards automatically begin with six first level spells in their spellbooks. Then each time a wizard gains a wizard level, they can add two wizard spells for free into their spellbooks. Each of the spells they add must be of a spell level the wizard has spell slots for. That's not the only
1: way to add spells to the spellbook. During an adventure, you might defeat an enemy caster, discover a dusty tome in a forgotten library, or just simply stumble upon some scrolls in a dragon's horde. It's that easy. <laughs> any, <laughs> wizard, <laughs> any wizard can copy these spells into his or her spellbook, but it isn't automatic like when you
0: level up. So when you find a wizard spell of first level or higher during an adventure, you can add it to your spellbook if... It is of a level you can prepare spells for and if you have the spare time in game to decipher and copy the spell. For each level of the spell, the process of copying takes two hours and costs 50 gold pieces. This cost represents material components you expend as you examine and experiment the spell to master it, as well as the fine inks that you need to record the spell into your own book. Once you have spent this time and money, you can prepare the spell just like your other spells.
1: So how exactly does preparing spells from your spellbook work? Well, you choose a number of wizard spells from your spellbook equal to your intelligence modifier plus your wizard level, uh, with a minimum of 1. The spells must be of a level for which you have spell slots. Casting the spell doesn't remove it from your list of prepared spells. You can change your list of prepared spells when you finish a long rest. Preparing a new list of wizard spells requires time spent studying your spellbook and memorizing the incantations and gestures that you must make to cast that spell. At least one minute per spell level for each spell on your list. For more on preparing spells, check out Bonus Action Podcast number 11.
0: Obviously, losing a spellbook is a big deal, but you can prepare for this and make a backup copy of your spellbook. This works just like copying a new spell into your spellbook, but it's faster and easier since you already know how to cast the spells. You need only spend one hour and ten gold pieces for each level of the spell copied. If you lose your spellbook, you can use the same procedure to transcribe the spells that you have prepared into a new spellbook filling out the remainder of your spellbook that you've lost though requires you to find new spells uh as normal Um, So you want to be sure to maybe have that backup copy ready to go.
1: And have it stored in the vault that nobody else can find. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A standard spellbook is 100 pages, but the look and feel of your spellbook is up to you. Maybe your chaotic neutral half-orc wizard has a collection of dirty pages bound together with string, or perhaps your lawful evil gnome wizard keeps his spells in a book bound in human skin. Now, neither of those is what springs to mind when one traditionally thinks of a spellbook, but this is a big part of your character, and it's all yours. So go nuts on describing it. Feel free to draw a little picture of it. Feel free to embellish it, figure out what color it is, what the spine is made of. Go all out. It's yours. It's your special item.
0: Absolutely. And if you do a great job describing it, you might get inspiration from your DM. Exactly. So let's talk about the wizard's other abilities that require spellbooks. If you want to cast a spell as a ritual, it's got to be in your spellbook. You have to go to your spellbook to take advantage of the wizard's arcane recovery feature, the wizard's spell mastery feature, and the signature spell class feature. So don't lose it, and remember, have that backup copy in a vault.
1: The other important thing to note is your choice of arcane tradition. The time and gold spent copying spells into a spellbook is halved. That is cut in half, 50%, as long as the spell is for the school or magic that you specialize in.
0: And one more thing. Spellbook is one word. Not two.
1: In conclusion, the spellbook is the wizard's most important piece of equipment. We've had a a lot of fun with this episode, but don't leave home without your spellbook and consider getting a backup, or three, or seven. Just have a group of gnomes always constantly making backups. (laughs) The most important thing to remember is that the spellbook is part of your wizard PC, and its description and spells that you put inside say a lot about your character.
0: And for goodness sake, spellbook is one word, not two. I'm getting up on the soapbox about this.
1: <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this short spellbook discussion. If you like the show, I encourage you to visit Tomeshow.com and use our affiliate links for Amazon.com, dndclassics.com, and noblenight.com to support the show while you shop. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but it does throw a few copper pieces into the Tome Show's belt pouch,
0: allowing us to stay on the air. And we'd like to send a special shout-out to Tome Show listener, B. Lin. Thanks for listening and giving us encouragement on Twitter. We appreciate your support. If any other listeners out there have suggestions, corrections, or comments, feel free to leave us a comment at thetomeshow.com or email thetomeshow at gmail.com. You can also call the Tome Show's biz line at 919-BizTome. Please do it. Leave us some love. We may even play your voice on the show.
1: Did you know that the re- the recent episode of Behind the DM Screen actually answered a, v- a listener's letter that they wrote us?
0: Are you serious? I'm That's serious.
1: Awesome. So, you know, James and I might do that for the Bonus Action Podcast, too.
0: That's Just true. Saying. Yeah, we want to know what you want to hear us teach you. That's so right. Hit us up. The music was composed by Eric Michaels. James, where can listeners find you? You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash James Intricasso, or you can follow my blog at worldbuilderblog.me.
1: And you can follow me on Twitter at DM Samuel or follow me at rpgmusings.com.
0: And on the Play On Target podcast. <laughs> That's, That's a right. Great one. <laughs>